Welcome back to The Rundown Presents, the greatest NFL team ever tournament. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, brought to you by Blue Naples Pizza in Kernersville and Body Patterns Fitness and Wellness in Kernersville. Body Patterns in particular offering online fitness classes, boxing classes, and more. Go to kernersvillefitnesstrainer.com. Welcoming in our judges for this second round here, this beast of a region, the uh, Bears region here. We've got uh, from The Rundown, Brandon Blakeney in the house. And then we also have Aaron Gabriel, uh, WSJS Sports Hub Triad personality, returning back for a second round. What's going on, gentlemen? What's happening? What's happening? I can't call it. So uh, just so people that may not be familiar with the rules of this tournament that's been going on now since uh, I think the end of April is when we started this. We started off with 64 of the greatest NFL teams ever. Every Super Bowl winner, plus some at-large teams. You'll see some of those in the second round in this region here. Uh, the four one seeds were the 1985 Chicago Bears, who were the uh, the unanimous overall one seed, uh, the 1993 Dallas Cowboys, the 1989 San Francisco 49ers, and the 1978 Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, in previous episodes, two of those one seeds have already fallen. Uh, the 93 Cowboys have fallen and the 89 49ers have fallen. So uh, had some upsets uh, as we go, but... This region, as I was looking through the second round matchups, there, there's not a bad matchup in the bunch here. Um, the way these rules go, the higher rate seed gets the quote unquote home field advantage, meaning that we play underneath that team's era's rules. Uh, so if it's a team from the 2000s versus the team from the 70s and that 2000 team is a higher seed, we play as if it's 2005 instead of 1976. Uh, guys, you guys ready to rock and roll here? Oh, yeah. As far as I'm going, be. So let's. Uh, I'm gonna start off with the the lowest uh, matchup, I guess you could say. It's the four versus the five, but this is a very uh, even matchup here. Um, we got going into this matchup the 1998 Denver Broncos, 14 and two on the season, uh, Super Bowl champion. I believe is the second of the two back to back. They won at the end of John Elway's career. Terrell Davis rushed for 2,000 yards, I believe, that season. Uh, and I think they started 13 and 0, taking on the 2016 New England Patriots. Yet another Bill Belichick, Tom Brady team that finished the season 14 and 2. Matter of fact, I think there's another Patriots team in this second round in this region that finished 14 and 2 also. So uh, they're sprinkled all over the place. Um, who would like to go first here on this one here? Uh, the 98 Broncos versus the 2016 New England Patriots. I'm going to select Brandon. Brandon, you want to go ahead and uh, kick us off here. Who wins this matchup between the four and five seed? And this is getting played in 1998 under Denver Bronco era rules here. Yeah, honestly, Des, this one is personal to me because I went back and forth with you and Rod, and y'all gave me hell about that. 2006 <laughs> team, I wanted them to be a one seed. And you guys battled <laughs> me down. They won the Super Bowl. And the crazy thing is about this team is that if – you know, it wasn't for one catch. They win a Super Bowl. We're talking they might be the top overall seed over the 85 Bears in this group. Um, very talented. You know, Randy Moss. Tom. The thing, too, about this team is Tom Brady missed the first four games. This team was so stacked. They went three and one with Jimmy G. So, a lot of yeah. offense, defense coming together. Actually had a bit of a run game. Um, with all that being said, though, I think I'm going to go with the 98 Broncos. I think it's a little too much firepower. And just looking at their sheer dominance in the playoffs, 
um, compared to the Patriots as far as 38 to 3, how they beat the Dolphins, just smacking teams 23 to 10 in the um, AFC Championship game as well, and then going on to win the Super Bowl, getting it done um, against the Cowboys. Um, or, yeah, and with that, I just – I think I, you got to go with the Broncos, like you said, Terrell Davis. John Elway, only quarterback in Broncos history up until that time. Peyton Manning, of course, now. But up until that time, was the only one to win a Super Bowl, 14-2. and two. Um, Just legendary, man. And it was really the beginning of a dynasty. That uh, that Broncos team scored 500 points in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one of the highest uh, scoring offenses of all time. Randy Moss wasn't on this Patriots team. He had already retired by that point. Actually, Tom Brady's wide receivers, his starting wide receivers were Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, even, man, even work? Chris, Chris, Hogan. Chris Hogan caught 38 catches that year. Edelman caught 98. Now, they did have... Martellus Bennett at tight end. So they didn't even have Gronk or uh, Aaron Hernandez on this team. How did they go 14 and two? <laughs> like, what's going on here? I'm looking at the roster. I'm like, who do they have? They On defense, they had Malcolm Butler, mm-hmm. Patrick Chung, Devin McCourty, Dante, Hot, Dante Hightower at linebacker. Nothing really crazy. Um, I mean, huh. okay. a couple of pro <laughs> I like McCourty. Hightower, one of the best inside linebackers that year, I believe. And I don't know, man. It, it definitely wasn't full of star power. Tom Brady, and they were coming off the Flate Gate, which is also crazy too. So much time right. coming out of that team. That's what I'm just sitting here trying to look. I'm just like, how, who did they play? I, I don't know. They, they finished 14 and two. They well, won that the was Super the team Bowl. That who did they? The Falcons. They came back 28 to three. Yes, beat that Falcons. they came back 28 to three. So, uh, so we got one vote for the 98 Broncos. Aaron, yeah. who's your selection here between the four seed Broncos and the five seed 2016 New England Patriots? I'm not gonna rock. I'm not gonna rock the boat here at all. Um, you know how I feel about the Patriots, especially this 2016 Bill Belichick, Tom Brady-led era Patriots. Those guys were cheating. All right, they were cheating. You sitting here wondering how did they get to be 14 and two? I'm here to tell you that's how, baby. Them jokers was cheating the whole way through. All right, you deal with the 98 Denver Broncos, and as much as it pains my heart to say this, as a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, I watched my Chiefs get walloped by those Broncos. Uh, quite a few times brought tears to a young lad's eyes, okay? Terrell Davis was a 2,000-yard rusher that season. 2,000-yard rusher backing up John Elway, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever suit up. Uh, you got Ed McCaffrey. Uh, we all know those are good genes because we're watching his son tear it up in Carolina. Uh, Mark Schleff on that offensive line. He had Shannon Sharp, Rod Smith running around. Uh, at this point, Neil Smith had already defected from the Kansas City Chiefs. To join those different that Denver Broncos squad, uh, yeah. teaming up with one of the nastiest linebackers uh, that I can even remember in my recent memory, in Bill Romanowski. That guy was nasty. You used to have Steve Atwater. Yeah, you mentioned Romanowski in a previous episode. I don't, I don't even think we were talking nasty. about his team. Yeah, he just came up. He's, <laughs> he's a net. You know they come. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill Romanowski was a nasty dude, man. And I just don't think. If we're playing on the 98 rules, that means you're in Bill Romanowski's wheelhouse. You know, nobody's going to come save you from Big Bill. Nobody saved you from Steve Atwater. And I feel bad for poor little Mr. Hogan and uh, Julian Edelman out there, man. They're going to get smacked and cracked. 
it's gonna be I'm, bad news, and then they got no videotape neither. So it's bad news. <laughs> right, the Patriots can't use it around the higher seeds, so can't use the tape on this one. Freeman ran all over them guys in that first half, so it's real. Yeah, so imagine what TD is gonna do. You're not dealing with Terrell Davis. You're getting like a buck 80 in this game, probably. Man, gosh. So the Broncos moving on, and, and they do away with yet another one of these New England Patriot teams that are just – there's probably like eight Patriot teams in this whole field, the six Super Bowl winners, and there's a couple at-large teams. I mean, like the best Patriots team is probably those seven teams that didn't even win a ring. So, I mean, they're, they're spread out all over this bracket. Uh, the 98 Broncos moving on to the Sweet 16 here. Uh, I think now things are starting getting tight here. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, uh, we might as well move on to the, the other entry that was in here from the New England Patriots. That's the 2004 New England Patriots. They're the three seed. Uh, they actually winners of Super Bowl 38. Uh, oh, no, 39. They defeated the Philadelphia Eagles, Terrell uh, Owens and his broken leg, Don McNabb, all that stuff. Taking on the 1993 Dallas Cowboys. This is the second of the, uh, the, the Jimmy Johnson repeat. Uh, and to me, on the 93 Cowboys maybe should have been more considered for one seed than the 92 Cowboys, although the 92 Cowboys got that one seed. They, this 93 Cowboys team may be better, to be honest. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Emmett Smith held out first two games of the season. They went 0-2. Yeah. Jerry Jones said, come on in here. I'm going to give you your money. Get on the field. And he got on the field. And he went 12 and forward, rushed away, and smacked around everybody. Um <laughs> Then Green Bay was on its schedule. San Francisco was on its schedule. So the Cowboys had, you know, a tough go of it. But got there, won it. Jerry Jones kicked uh, Jimmy Johnson out, brought in Barry Switzer, and the rest is history after that. But uh, starting off with Aaron here on this one, who are you picking between the three-seed 2004 New England Patriots and the six-seed 1993 Dallas Cowboys? The New England Patriots from 2004 are the higher seed in this matchup. So that's probably going to – have a lot to do with what happens in this <laughs> videotape is in play the videotape is in play the peak of the cheating abilities right here um i'll say that but i also will say i'm in agreement with you that this 93 cowboys team uh was possibly the best of those the super bowl run teams um i see that they're ranked to six seed like i said emmett smith missed those early games or they lost a few games early on. But the fact of the matter is these guys repeated. And it's tough to repeat as champions, you know, and they did it again. So these guys, the 93, the 93 Cowboys, arguably one of the greatest teams or one of the greatest teams that ever suit up. You're dealing with Emma Smith, who almost rushed for 1,500 yards, having missed those four games. Uh, you also got the playmaker, Michael Irvin, uh, and all his prowess on, on the outside. Um, Ken Norton Jr., uh, really loved Ken Norton Jr. growing up, watching mm -hmm. him as a kid. Um, yes. And I think really the biggest matchup that you're going to watch here in dealing with this, uh, these two squads will probably be Jimmy Johnson uh, versus Bill Belichick. Um, because I think on the field, as far as talent, as far as talent goes, I got to give the edge to the 93 Cowboys here. Um, because the, these, these, these Patriots, you're dealing with an aged Courtney Dillon. Uh, he was at the end of his rope there. You're dealing with a Christian Fourier, you nobody really know who these guys were. People were still figuring out how they were exactly doing this. Um, they were defensive led uh, with Willie McGinnis, um, and you got um, who else did they have? Uh, Rodney, Rodney, Rodney Huston uh, back at uh, safety. Uh, Ty Law, for, yeah, Ty Law, Ty for the, the Pats, for the Pats, Ty Law, and I just don't see them keeping up 
with Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith uh, and the triplets, the original triplets. I just don't see it happening, so I'm probably going to go with uh, the 93 Cowboys in the upset. So, so far in an upset, the Cowboys over the Patriots. Uh, Brandon, what say you between the 2004 New England Patriots and the 1993 Dallas Cowboys? Keep in mind that the Patriots are the higher seeds. We are playing underneath uh, 2004 rules, cheat factors, and whatnot. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, would, I have to agree with Aaron on one point. As far as the Cowboys being repeat champions, um, everybody knows it's damn near impossible to re- to even win a Super Bowl, but then to repeat? Are you kidding me? Uh, Emmett Smith pretty much claimed every award that year. Um, missed, you know, two games. The, the Giants were really good in their division that year, too. Troy Aitman was coming off a concussion in the NFC Championship game. A lot of talent, and they had a pretty good playoff run. With that being said, I got to disagree. I'm going to rock the boat. I'm going with the New England Patriots. And Yo. Aaron, you mentioned Corey Dillon being on the edge of his career. Well, if being on the edge of your career is running for over 1,000 yards, 1635 to be exact, in 2004, I'm going to take you at the edge of your career because we like that. He was a pro bowler that year. Also, you got Cor- or not, excuse me, Tom Brady doing his thing on the defensive side, trying to hold together. Emmitt Smith trying to contain him. Teddy Bruschi's on that team as well. Richard Seymour, first-team mm. All-Pro, blowing up offensive lines for the entire year that year. Rodney Harrison, arguably the hardest-hitting safety since Ronnie Lott, maybe. Um, you know how I feel about it. Come across that middle, you might be a dead man. Um, the rules in 04 was a little bit less lenient, so you could still get away with a little helmet-to-helmet. There was still some real head <laughs> Um, Asante Samuels, second-year cornerback, was amazing. Undrafted free agent. Randall Gay uh, had a good season. Troy Brown playing both sides of the ball. Are you kidding me? A real Ironman playing both sides of the ball. Um, I just think they got too much for him. And you mentioned Michael Irvin. I think that a good test for that team was against the Philadelphia Eagles, who played against a receiver that was similar to Michael Irvin that a lot of people compared to him, and that's Mr. T.O. Terrell Owens. They kept your guy Andy Reid from getting a ring, and I know that hurt because he deserved it that year. The (laughs) Eagles were loaded that year, and I was a big fan of that team. They had a really good uh, safety in Brian Westbrook, or Brian Dawkins, excuse me, as well. Brian Westbrook, the running Oh, yeah. Your dog's um, fourteen and two though Patriots. Adam Vinatieri, special teams they got the edge. Defense is close, and uh, offense. This might be the mo- one of the most balanced teams we saw. You got Tom Brady with all these receivers, plus Corey Dillon, snagged him from the Bengals sixteen hundred yards. I think the Patriots might give these guys the business. It's gonna be close though, but I got it. So, so we've got a tie, which means that my vote comes into play here. Um, for this matchup and yet again it's a matchup that has the patriots in it so i have to figure this out brandon made a very good argument um in terms of the patriots versus this cowboys team because i'm trying to think of the cowboys were run first and then let troy move the chains a little bit he wasn't really an air it out kind of quarterback um so i'm trying to figure this out here because i think this patriots defense could really stop emmett um I think he I think he he brought up the defensive line of Richard Seymour, and that's a good point. But also we're forgetting Nate Newton is on this Cowboys offensive line, along with Eric Williams, Mark Tournay, and Mark Stepanowski. These guys were hogs. They were moving everybody. Everybody. And I think that's defensive cool. linemen, <laughs> defensive linemen as time went on, got smaller than they were when the Cowboys were playing in ninety three. 
So these guys were getting pushed around. No doubt about it. They get pushed think around. Seymour was a grown man in any any time he would have played. I, I don't think the size capacity would have really mattered. But if we're going there, we could also say the edge rush was a little bit faster. So who's to say those guys could contain the edge as mm. much? And you're also forgetting about Teddy Bruschi and these other linebackers that are controlling the middle. Emmett's uh, through the tackles runner anyway. So – I mean, if they pack that middle, I feel like it's going to be tough to move those chains. And they played against some pretty good running backs as well, not to compare, you know, those guys to Emmett, But, you know, they went against Jerome Bettis, Willie Parker, Brian Westbrook, um, you know, smacked the Colts 20-3. to Did you say Willie Parker? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fast Willie Parker. So, my man had a super <laughs> <laughs> He said Willie Parker. Exactly, exactly. He had a couple of years. Uh, really, uh, Parker. And that's a that's a <laughs> hill we talking about there. Good years. <laughs> so I gotta so I gotta make a decision here. Um, both of y'all made excellent claims here. Uh, I hated this Patriots team because the year before they beat my Panthers in the Super Bowl, last second field goal. Um. All these Patriot teams, they won their Super Bowls by like three, four points or less. Like, and oh, it felt like they all came down to the end. The big boy Vince Wilfork was on that team as well for the Patriots in the middle. So if it, yeah, that's if a big run stopper. Yeah, and they were running a three-four. Oh, because to me, it comes down to could the Patriots stop Emmett Smith? That's really what it because if they can limit Emmett to eighty yards, seventy yards, somewhere like <laughs> <not 100, laughs> if they can <laughs> that, they can win the game. <laughs> But to Aaron's How point, are going to score with this team if the Patriots could go for forty? Oh, what? No, the Cowboys? No, 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 I mean the Cowboys. No, no, I'm not saying the Cowboys. I'm just saying in general, if this turn. Oh, they could they could score right for it. I, I mean, yeah. the Cowboys could put points. I mean, this Cowboys team still had Alvin Harper as the number two wide receiver. Yeah. Jay Novacek at tight end. But Irvin at number one. Playing from behind. Uh, Moose Johnson and Emmitt Smith in the backfield. Troy Aikman, one of the most accurate passes of all time at quarterback. And then the thing that I can't get past, their offensive line. I, I keep forgetting how that might be the greatest offensive line ever assembled going against that New England defense. Emmett was able – Emmett wasn't like uh, Eric Dickerson or Barry Sanders or even Walter Payton where, like, they had to, like, make holes kind of – even Marshall yeah, Falk to yeah. some degree. Emmett just literally waited for holes to open. <laughs> and then he would just run through them. Like, it was – there was no – there was no flash really with Emmett Smith. I mean, he'd give you a spin here or there and he could outrun you and that kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a like a shifty. I mean, he kind of was, but not really. He was shifting to get to the hole. You know? Well, Emmett's best quality. Emmett's yeah. best quality. You see, you seen Corey Dillon contained before. You've seen it. Yeah. You've seen Corey yeah. Dillon contained. He had a good year. He had a, think, he had a great year. I don't and think the Cowboys would be bothered by. I don't think the Cowboys would be bothered by the Patriots' run game at all. I think that it, Tom Brady nickel and diming them down the field would bother them because, well, in '93, yeah. Darren Woodson joined his team at that point, right? Darren Woodson's like a rookie in '93. Darren Woodson was around. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a rookie, but he was doing his thing. So he's back there playing safety. I mean, I'm not ignoring him. I'm just, I'm giving, I'm giving that check to Dallas in terms of Corey Dillon running through the New England offensive line, meeting. You know Tony Tolbert and Russell Maryland and Leon Lett and those guys in the front, and then you got Charles Haley and uh, oh my gosh, I mean like they they had a good, I think they were a top five defense that year. Um, and then secondary Kevin Smith's back there, 
Uh, Larry Brown's back there. Darren Woodson. So, I mean, they had enough to bother the Patriots. It would have been a matter of Brady doing what Brady did early in his career, which is basically aggravating you to death. Yeah. Five yards here, eight yards here, six yards here, four yards. I'm mean, like, just constantly just throwing these little. Yeah. So, what, who, uh, Troy Brown was on the special teams, right? Yeah, Benetary. I hate that dude too. <laughs> I hate that dude too. Greatest kicker of all time. Okay. So, I'm going to, based on the fact that the Patriots were the higher seed, I'm going to pick the Patriots because I think. And now you got plus two. I was a Cowboy fan when these Cowboys teams were out. I've told the story. I was this is when I was a Cowboy fan. I was the '93 Cowboys, but the Patriots, especially this Patriots team, I think if you go back and look at their scores through that season, I don't think they really blew out anybody. They just always found a annoying way to win a football game. Like it, it would be something basic. You know, they always say, "Do your went job. back to the tape." <laughs> went back to the tape. This was Patriots Eagles Super Bowl 04. That was when all the Spygate stuff happened. Like it was the Eagles they were spying on. So we're literally in the year that they perfected <laughs> like spying on teams. Now, is it fair that we're using that as a, a advantage for these Patriots throughout the entire tournament to determine if they move forward or not? I don't know. What if they did it neither? I mean, they shouldn't have did it, but they did it. We, yeah. we don't have aspects <laughs> beside their Super Bowl. So we know they did it. So we have to take into account that Bill Belichick would be – he'd have some cheating. dude uh, up cheating. in the Say the word. Say the word. <laughs> he was cheating. Watching, scribbling notes and whatever. I mean, I'm giving it to the Patriots. Now, eventually that's going to bite them in the ass. I have to think eventually they're going to run across a team where it's not going to matter if they're taping them or not. And they're in the Bears region. So we'll see if they can get that far. Um, Patriots move on. This is the second time now where I had to choose – between two judges splitting and the, the game involves the New England Patriots in it and it forces me to choose the Patriots. I think I had to do that for the 07 Patriots too. So they're still they're still in here. <laughs> the, the Patriots are still in the game. So the 04 Patriots move on uh to the Sweet 16. Uh this matchup uh coming up here next is a very interesting one as well. Uh it's the two seed. Uh, a team that actually campaigned to be a one seed, uh, the two, uh, the 1991 Washington Redskins taking on the 1983 LA Raiders. Uh, the 91 Redskins, Pro Football Focus, actually voted them the greatest NFL team of all time not that long ago. Um, Mark Riffin, uh, uh, you got Gary Clark, Art Monk, Ricky Sanders. Those are my dudes, the three amigos. The Hogs up front. Um, man, the defense with uh, – Coked out Dexter Manley uh, and Charles Mann on the other side. Like Dexter Manley was like LT, like Lawrence Taylor Light kind of. He was on so the two. I was, was going to make a coke joke about Michael Irvin, but I held back. <laughs> that could have worked as well too. I mean, back then, <laughs> hey, Coke was fueling some of the, some of the stars of the league. Apparently, like through the nineties. Uh, yeah, man. Char- uh, Charles Mann was great defensive end. Dexter Manley, like I said. That, that Coke, man, right before the game, he was a beast. Like, people scared of him, like, scared to death. <laughs> Daryl Green, fastest man in the NFL, cornerback. Uh, taking on this L.A. Raiders team, Marcus Allen is the running back. Uh, I think their most famous play is in the Super Bowl. I think it was against the Redskins, actually, in 83, where Marcus gets the handoff. He goes around one end, like, turns all the way around and comes back through the line and takes off for, like, 80 yards for a touchdown. Uh, that's probably the most famous play from this L.A. Raiders team. Um 
and they had some talent as well. I'm, I'm gonna let Brandon kick this one off here. Brandon, who you got between the 91 Washington Redskins and the 83 Raiders? We are playing underneath the Washington Redskins era of 1991. Most definitely. Um, I, I'm a I'm a fan of Marcus Allen. Um, was great back in college. Very elusive. Um, this Raiders team was mean. They were still in Los Angeles, and I think what really stood out to me was their dominance through the playoffs, how they just blew out pretty much everybody they played. But with that being said, I got to go with the Redskins. I mean, this team is absolutely loaded. Um, they had a very impressive playoff run themselves as well, um, just blowing teams out the entire season, 485 points, and they only gave up 224 points, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, the NFC East, we talk about it in the early 90s, how loaded it was and just how impressive that Joe Gibbs team was led with. Also, you know, the Cowboys, the Giants, and um, the Redskins as well being there. Um, that, it was just a tough division in 91. You had two receivers go over 1,000 yards, like you mentioned, 1,000-yard running back. Um, they were averaging eight and a half um, pat, or yards per pass, which was the highest in the league, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Um, I think it was just too much to contain, and there weren't a lot of weaknesses in this group as well. And like you said, beat monsters on defense as well. Um, they were really a complete team. Yeah, the, the 91 Redskins, they were a complete team, and they were beating the brakes off of everybody every week. Um, I was a I was a Redskin fan. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that was that was the first NFL team I got. Yeah, I know that you got I mean, this is where I lived. I, I lived here in central North Carolina. And before the Panthers, it was Redskin country every every day, one o'clock or, or every Sunday at one o'clock. It was the Redskin game. And then the Cowboys were forced. So it, that was the natural progression for me as a kid. I was a Redskin fan because they were there. Everyone around me was a Redskins fan growing up. And then, like, around 89, 90, when Jimmy Johnson came to the Cowboys, I was a Miami uh, fan, Miami Hurricanes fan. So, with them having Michael Irvin, Jimmy Johnson, they drafted Muscle Maryland. I'm like, okay, I'm, a, I'm moving to Dallas because they're the new squad. I want to see how they act. And so, I was with them for that three, four year. I know it sounds front runner, but I was with that three, four Shipped year. Ship jumping Ship jumping this. But, but, but as soon as 95 got here and we got the Panthers, I left Dallas and I've been with the Panthers for the past 25 years. So that I just needed a home team. I didn't have a home team. But the Redskins, I remember that Redskins team fondly. Um, you said you were picking the Redskins? Yeah, I mean, and then they beat they put 37 up on that Bills team, which we had a debate about them being one of the most talented teams in that Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, right. held them to 24, and that Bills team was was loaded as well, made it back to the Super yeah. Bowl. Or that that was the defending AFC champion, excuse me. So they were coming back. Yeah, that was the second, that yeah, that was the second, the second of the four mm-hmm. uh, that the Bills had gone to the Super Bowl in a row. Um, and you're right, you mentioned the NFC East cause in 91. So in 1990, the Giants won the Super Bowl. In 91, the Redskins won the Super Bowl. In 92, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. In 93, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl again. So for really the beginning of the 90s, the NFC East ran the NFL, uh, winning – what was, how many did I just say there? That's four, and then they won, the Cowboys won again in 95. So they won five of like the first six Super Bowls of the 90s um, coming out of that same division. Aaron, what do you got here between the 1991 Washington Redskins and the 1983 Los Angeles Raiders, silver and black? Uh, the Los Angeles Raiders of, of, of 1983 was a, a, really, good, a really good football team. Uh, like Brandon mentioned earlier, Marcus Allen, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, Jim Plunkett, 
probably the quintessential, if you will, game manager is, is Jim Plunkett. Like that guy, you know, just steady as it goes. He's going to throw as many interceptions as he throws touchdowns. Uh, but ball control was really a thing. Um, they had a third-ranked offense that year, putting up 442 points that year. Uh, so, you know, no no disrespect to the Raiders, but actually in saying that, all disrespect to the Raiders because as a Chiefs fan, it's always screw the Raiders. Always, always, always screw the Raiders. I totally Raiders. forgot. I should remember it when I asked you the question. I totally forgot the scenario that you were going through. Man. Always screw the Raiders. Forget those guys. Get them out of here. This 1991 Redskins team was absolutely stacked. Uh, you're talking about first in total offense that year, second in total defense that year. Like Brandon mentioned, they only allowed 224 points or 14 points a game if you're doing the math at home. That is insane. That is outstanding. And then if you look at them on the offensive end of the football, they had almost a 4,000-yard passer and uh, Mark Ripken. Uh, Mark Ripken. Uh, he went for 3,500 yards. Then they had two different 1,000-yard receivers in Gary Clark and Art Monk. Uh, then you had a 1,000-yard rusher as well in Ernest Biner. These guys were getting it done, okay, <laughs> getting it done. Two different 1,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard rusher, no. that's serious business, serious yeah. business. Yeah, they were nice. And then uh, the, the biggest thing other than Daryl Green's speed that I can recall is the length of his, uh, of his sleeves on his jersey. And man kept those long <laughs> sleeves to him until the long <laughs> sleeves just wasn't happening no more. His Bill Green's, uh, Bill Green's long <laughs> sleeves are like John Stockton's shorts in the NBA. Like he kept those little shorts as long as he could. Bill Green was like, "No, I'm not tucking in my sleeves. How are you gonna know how fast I am? Because these things are flapping in the wind." Bill Green's what? Like he's got to be close to sixty by now because he he played twenty years. He 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 retired. He played like, forever. Forty-one or something. Yeah, and that was he retired at like the end of the nineties or, or middle of the nineties. So. He's got to be close to 60. I wonder what he runs on a 40 right now. I bet he still he probably five. still beat me in a race. He probably still beat me in a race. Probably still beat yeah. Tom Brady, too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did you ever see Tom Brady run a 40? It's horrible. So the skins, moving on, as I expected. Got to take that, the skins, yeah. Yeah, we got we got to take the skins on that one. So that's, that's a good pick there. But that leads us to the marquee matchup of this bracket. And I've been staring at this thing ever since I wrote it down because I, I, I thought that this would be an easier path for the Bears. But uh, this might be the one matchup that causes them the most uh, concern. Uh, the one seed, the overall one seed, Chicago Bears taking on the 1998 Minnesota Vikings. Um, this team did have Randy Moss on it. It also had Chris Carter, uh, Randall Cunningham at quarterback, uh, Robert Smith at uh, running back, 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, they had a third wide receiver, too. Uh, what was his name? Jake something. Jake, uh, Jake Reed. Okay, Jake Reed is the third wide receiver. Oh man, uh, John Randall on the defensive line. Like this, this Minnesota Vikings team, just like the fifteen and one Carolina Panthers team, we've said if they had won at all, they'd probably be they would have been a one seed. Because there's only two teams ever that have gone through the whole season with one loss and won the Super Bowl. The Bears being one of them. Uh, Bears, we've you know we've said everything we can say about the Bears, uh, best defense perceived of all time. Uh, let's not forget they had what many consider the greatest running back of all time and Walter Payton on this team as well. Uh, Jim McMahon's one of the best quarterbacks in Bears history. Willie Galt on the outside. 
it's a tough match. I, I feel sorry for both of you trying to figure this out. So I'm going to let Aaron go first. Uh, 85 Bears taking on the 8th, the 98 Vikings were playing in 1985 uh, since the Bears are the higher seed. Uh, that that time difference, 85 versus 98, really doesn't scare me quite as much. Um, and especially since the Patriots aren't in this one, we aren't dealing with any videotaping. So that, that really doesn't scare me quite as much. Uh, I also think Randy Moss is a is a a time buster. You know, he would have been dynamic no matter what time period I think Randy Moss played and he was just that kind of a freak. Um I like Jim McMahon as a quarterback. I just don't think Jim McMahon um could keep up with the offense that the ninety eight Vikings was putting on the field. I'm looking at who was playing cornerback for the eighty five Bears because when you hear about the nine, about the eighty five Bears you hear about that eighty that uh what do they call the defense? The uh the uh can't remember the name oh, of that defense uh, that yeah. they had. Uh the, the uh the four six defense. Yeah, right? the, the forty six defense. The forty six, yeah. yeah, that's right. The forty six defense. Yeah, Mike Richardson and Leslie Frazier. Hats off to Leslie Frazier, but who the hell is Mike Richardson? Okay. <laughs> Somebody's got to deal with Randy Moss. And then you got Dave Dorson, who was a, a, a great safety in this day, and uh, some guy named Gary at the free safety spot. Randy Moss is running all up and down this field all day long. I think it's going to be a shootout um, because at the end of the day, you forget Robert Smith was a receiving back as well. Robert Smith could come out of the backfield and catch passes uh, uh, as well as anybody. So that, yeah, I good. think, would have would have been a new wrinkle um, um, for the 85 Bears to deal with. He caught 28 passes that year uh, for almost 300 yards, and he was a 1,000-yard rusher himself. Chris Carter, the greatest set of hands uh, outside of Larry Fitzgerald anybody's ever seen, and everybody knows who Randy Moss is. Randy Moss was an absolute freak, and you got to, you, you have to be concerned about Jake Reed because you can't just leave him uncovered. Uh, so kudos to, Dez, uh, kudos to Dez for mentioning him. Randall Cunningham being a one of the first, or not one of the first, but one of the most dynamic early scrambling and passing quarterbacks, dual threat quarterbacks that I can remember was Randall Cunningham. He was dynamic. And when he got with Randy Smith, Randy Moss, and Chris Carter, he was reborn again. And they were absolutely dynamic this year. And if it wasn't for, was it, was it Morton Anderson? Yep. Was, was that the guy that missed that? Man, you know what? Yeah, These guys were winning the chip. They were winning the chip. They were. They just were. And 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 I just don't see the 85 Bears playing enough of a style of offense to be able to match points with the 98 Minnesota Vikings. It's a terrible matchup for the Bears to fall on uh, um, in this bracket because, yeah, they're a great uh, all-time defense. Walter Payton, all-time great running back. But they're going to need more points. And I don't think Jim McMahon can do what Randall Cunningham can do throwing to Chris Carter and Randy Moss on the outside. Ooh, so you picking the '98 Vikings? I'm taking the '98 Vikings in the upset. Ooh, Brandon, what say you, man? Uh, the one seed Bears in peril right now, uh, taking on the '98 Minnesota Vikings, who did not win the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, the team that did win the Super Bowl in this same region, the '98 Broncos, who you guys uh, moved forward past the 2016 uh, New England Patriots. So things spicy. before Brandon Bears Vikings. I just want to say, oh um, no, wait, you know, no, wait, go, go ahead, Aaron. Oh yeah, Aaron, say? go ahead, go ahead, Aaron. Talk before, talk. Brandon, before you get into that, I just want to say the Minnesota Vikings that year they scored 
556 points. They were putting up 34, almost 35 points a game. And that defense oh was sixth in the league. They only gave up 200. They only gave up 296 points that year. Now, if you look at the 85 Chicago Bears and what they did that year on defense, they only they only gave up 198 points. So again, that is a top ranked defense. But you're talking about again, 500 something averaging 35 points a game. And all I'm right, taking so. all that into consideration, and <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't wavered me. I'm not gonna lie to you; it hasn't wavered me because my mom was made up when I saw this matchup two days ago. Um, 85 Bears, arguably the greatest team in NFL history. Um, Mike Dicka, one of the greatest coaches ever, and I'm a huge fan of his as far as an actor when he was like, kicking and screaming. Him and Will Ferrell did their thing. He's a great <laughs> soccer coach as well. Didn't know he was multi talented. Um, defense, of course, you know, they we had the fridge. Um, these guys had a rap video, like it was crazy. This Bears Yo, was look, on and off put, the field, they were culturally like impactful. They, so, I definitely have to show respect for that. They put but, that video um, out before they won the Super Bowl, they put out the Super Bowl is, shuffle before they played the game, which is, which is which is next level. That's like Steph Curry shooting the three and turning around before it makes <laughs> <Walking> it. <off. laughs> But with all with all due respect and with all that being said, we're gonna shuffle them on out of here because I'm going with the '98 Vikings. Whoa. I agree with man. This team is too loaded. Randy Moss, 17 reception touchdowns his rookie year. Chris Carter, you made a great point with the receiver running back Robert Smith. There was nobody really like that I could do research on that was receiving and catching passes like that. That they had to face. There was no simulation. There was no practice squad for that. Um, and I want to one one thing I have to disagree with that I have to correct. It was actually Gary Anderson. Let's put the disrespect on the uh, right. Gary. Gary Anderson. Well, Anderson. Well, Anderson. And he, he and through that year, that was the first field goal he missed the entire season. The, the only one. one. The only yeah. one to to blow that. It was a chip shot too. It out to ten. It was a chip shot. Um. Defense was impeccable. Chris Carter, my main man, big hands, big physical receiver. I think oh he my. built for 1985. What have y'all done? Um, <laughs> I, I y'all got done? 556 done? points and then a dual threat quarterback as well? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings, my man. It's over. So, Get the Bears out of here. Yeah, Couple things have happened here. Both of them voted for the Vikings, so my vote doesn't even matter. So the Vikings, who did not win the Super Bowl, got them an at large. They went 15, 15 and, one. and one that year. And lost in OC. This is the, this is the second, this is the second eight seed to beat a one seed uh in this tournament. The 1989 49ers that fell to the 15 and one Carolina Panthers, who were eight seed. They moved on. We thought that was shocking. You I didn't pick those Panthers, by the way. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you did not. They they got through by the skin of their teeth in the first <laughs> round to begin with. And then, <laughs> then it was me, Kevin Avery, and someone else. And we ended up going to, I mean, the 15-1 Panthers versus the 89-49, just matchup-wise. So I kind of see it here. This Viking offense would be the most prolific offense this Bears team had seen, with the exception of maybe the, the Miami Dolphins team that beat them. Uh, in the regular season on Monday Night Football. But if you kind of look at it, the Vikings team is kind of built 
that way. I mean, you got multiple wide receivers. You got a thousand yard rusher in the backfield. Big physical uh, you got wide quarterback. receivers too. Yeah, big huge physical wide receivers that can get after it. You got uh, Dan Marino in Miami. You got Randall Cunningham, who basically reinvented himself in Minnesota. He he basically I, he's been the closest comparison to Cam Newton uh, that I've been able to to come across in terms of playing style and how they are whatnot. Now Cam's got an extra 40, 50 pounds of muscle on him, but the way they play was kind of the same way Randall and Philly uh, with Cam and Carolina. And we're starting to see that happen now because Randall's career got cut short in Philly because of injury. He couldn't stay on the field the last couple of years he was there. Actually got cut. He missed a year or two. Was out of the league completely. Uh, and then Minnesota brought him in. And I want to say it was Brad Johnson or somebody ahead of him got hurt. He ended up taking over early, and it was off the race at that point. But Randy Moss, rookie year, uh, set the record for uh, reception uh, touchdown receptions for a rookie. Chris Carter just touchdowns. catches touchdowns. Both of those guys in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the bear. But wow. the eighty-five wow. okay, so- bears, bears have never seen anything like the ninety-eight Minnesota Vikings. The teams that were playing really in '98 had never seen anything like the '98 Minnesota Vikings because Randy Moss really was that freakish. You haven't really seen it, seen Randy. It. You know, you know what you, you know, you know what they kind of looked like the past two years. Kansas City Chiefs just don't putting up points all over the place. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and that's not even a fan in me. But these guys put up points at will. They put up points when they fast. feel like it. It was speed. The, that Vikings team, I remember them just being fast, like especially on offense. Because I'm thinking no team's going to ever have an offense as fast as the greatest show on turf, like ever. Like that Rams team, Falk, and, and, and all those guys, Torrey Holt and them, that was it. And then this team, this team was before them. This was the year before the 99 Rams. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was almost like they should be the template. But people talk about that Rams yeah. team as a template because they actually won the Super Bowl in 99. Mm-hmm. But in 98 – it's almost like they just crafted their offense off of what Minnesota did the year before. Um, That's what just, the NFL does. You know? Yeah, yep. it's just copycat league. So, yep. I mean, you just get a bunch of speed on the outside. You get a quarterback that's accurate and can get it down the field to him. Get a running back that can be back there by himself and get 1,000 yards. And a good tight end, good, good lines. Yeah, and just catch it, man. Just go. And I was looking at this matchup thinking I was going to have to make a decision and it was going to be hard. <laughs> but a part of me was like, these boys are going to pick the Vikings. <laughs> like I, just, I don't know why they're gonna pick the Vikings. I don't know why they're gonna do it. I do kind of know, but it's kind of disrespectful to the Bears too, a little bit. It is. The Bears. It is a bit. If there was one team, if there was one defense out there that existed that could have stopped the Vikings' offense, it's the Chicago Bears. Like it would. I don't think so. Team. I think. Can, I think those Chicago Bears. I think those Chicago Bears were strong in the wrong area to stop these Vikings. Those Same. Bears were strong in the inside out. Mm-hmm. They weren't strong from the outside mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Like you, when you talk about those bears, you talk about Mike Singletary. You know what I'm saying? You talk about you know those those linebackers. You don't talk about the corners and the safety. And I don't you just think don't. they have big corners. You know, I don't even like, know who they are. Yeah, you don't I can't exactly. Even Your corners got to have some size to contend hmm. with Chris Carter and Randy Moss. You better have some corners over six foot. The, you had to get the ball out in three seconds or less against this bear defense. And this Vikings team kind of wanted to get the ball out mm-hmm. that fast. I mean, like there's plenty of times where they just send Randy Moss on a slant across the middle of the field. He's going to outrun whoever it is, is trailing him, the linebacker, whoever ended up poor soul that ended up getting switched <laughs> over on him. And he's just going to run. Robert, 
They used to love sending Robert Smith out of the backfield on those wheel routes, on those angle mm-hmm. routes. He was cooking. He was going to cook Mike like Singletary. Just like Marshall Falk yep. the next year in yep. uh, St. Exactly. Louis. Literally, it's exactly. almost the same. Thinking back on it, it was almost the same offense now that mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. And I'm wondering if maybe there's some carryover coaching staff. Well, I'd have to go back and look at that. But, yeah, they kind of were built the same way. Um, both were dome teams. Now, we do have to take consideration. This it, this would take place in 1985. I feel like I'm trying to plead the Bears case here. It'd be in 85, so it'd be Bears rules. So they could disrupt the rhythm of the wide receivers and, you know, clothesline people. And they could have tried. I mean, they, they could have tried it, yeah. So, but we're talking, we're talking 85 and 98. I can see if we were talking 85 versus, like, 2016. We're talking 85 and 1998. So we hadn't even got to 2000 yet. They were still playing big boy football in 98. So no oh, yeah. so no defense wins football games in this – like if you're picking well, – I, I usually it feels not, like whenever it's a great offense, a great defense, the defense slows yeah. everything down. Well, the Vikings had not with this offense. defense that year too. So it's they could play like, defense. That was really Aaron's point that he didn't think the Bears would be able to score enough points yeah, against I the agree. Vikings. But, I mean, I mean that could be – 24-21. I mean, you know, like for a game because both, like you said, both defenses were good. With the Bears, though, all you had to do was stop Peyton, really, because Jim McMahon, he could throw it better than the other Bears quarterbacks they had before, but that's not saying a whole lot because most, really even to this day, Bear Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die, basically. Like, They're you don't terrible really, quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really have, after Jim McMahon, who's the next best Chicago Bears quarterback that you can think of? I mean, seriously. Jay Cutler. Like, is it Jay Cutler, seriously. <laughs> Jim McMahon, that Jim McMahon right. that, that year. Right. I know, I know. It sounds terrible, but it's probably the truth. Uh, that year, Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon only threw for 2,392 yards that 85 year. He only threw for 2,300 yards. What did Walter run for in 85? 1,500. They weren't, they weren't doing enough. They weren't doing yeah. enough. Running the ball, but the, the defense scored so many points for them too. Like, keep that in mind. The defense was scoring points, or the defense wasn't allowing the other team to score at all. Like, they had a stretch where like they were just blanking teams. Like, they were only allowing twelve points a game. They're all they were only allowing twelve points a game. You know. So wait. So hold on, man. I gotta have y'all like rethink this. Twelve points a game. I don't have to rethink nothing. Oh, yes, they were only allowing. So... They were they were only allowing twelve points a game, but to counter that. The Vikings put up 34.8, almost 35 points a game. I mean, we got to remember, Dennis Green, the head coach of the Vikings, is a disciple of Bill Walsh and that 49ers West Coast defense. These guys was out there making noise. Man. It's too much I can't believe. I can't believe that the 85 Bears did not make it out of the second round of a 62 team tournament because, and got I beat by an at large team that didn't even win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I told you it's a terrible matchup. It's a bad matchup for them. It really is. It's a terrible matchup for them. From so, the, so now everything, <laughs> everything is wide open. Everything is so wide. So let's recap here. Uh, the, the nonsense these two gentlemen put together today. <laughs> it's my special <laughs> number two seed. Hey, it's gonna be some people number bad. Two, <laughs> the number one, the ninety-one Redskins move on. They were the two seed. The 04 Patriots move on. They were the three seed. The ninety-eight Broncos move on. They were the four seed. So everything was chalk until we got to the the one versus eight. The Bears fall on a, up a, the biggest upset so far in this tournament to the 1998 Minnesota Vikings. And now I'm starting to feel like a team that didn't win a Super Bowl is going to end up in the Final Four. Um, 
one of these 15 and one teams, the 98 Vikings or the 2015 Panthers, I'm starting to feel like one of them is going to get there because teams are starting to fall off that I didn't expect to like early. And really in this bracket, this 98. I mean, 98 Bronco. Oh, actually, you know what? That sets up 98 Vikings versus 98 Broncos in the next round. That would have that was supposed that to be that 98 Vikings team was scary. And I'm telling you, if Gary Anderson had missed that kick, history reads different. Facts. That, so that so the Super Bowl we were supposed to get in 1998, we're gonna get here in the Sweet 16. The the 2000 or excuse me, the 98 Vikings will take on the 98 Broncos, uh, and then we'll have the 04 Patriots, defensive led Patriots, taking on the 91 Redskins, who uh, basically could score on anybody. Good gosh, this this is nuts. I, I didn't really expect this. I kind of thought it was going to be pretty clear <laughs> as we went through. But now as I'm looking through brackets, I'm just like, man, what is going on? Like some of these teams getting through, uh, I'm not sure if they're supposed to be here. <laughs> but but everyone's made great arguments for them. And, man, so we got one more region to go, uh, the Steelers region, um, and we'll have that next week. Uh, I was going to try to give a recap of – the other teams, I don't have it directly in front of me, but you can go to sportsphotomonthly.com and check all that out um, there. Uh, these are every Wednesday. Uh, once again, sponsored by Blue Naples Pizza in Kernersville and Body Patterns Fitness and Wellness in Kernersville. Both Brandon and Aaron will be back for a later round here as we get down to the nitty gritty. One more region to go, and then we will start Sweet 16 coverage, um, and that should be fun uh, in itself there too. So, uh, guys, you got any shout outs or anything you want to do as we're still kind of in a not a stay at home, but <laughs> supposed to wear your mask, but not really. Hey, mask up like future say, man. Mask <laughs> up. I'll definitely check out that new live with Brandon Blatney dropping this week featuring Coach yes. Will Price coming soon, trying to keep it pop culture with the artists as well. Discussing some, I'll be discussing some commitments to Ty Lowes, your guy, East Forsyth quarterback, hey, Coastal Carolina yeah. commit. Uh, Nate Hampton at Davies, same conference committed um, to Liberty, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, so I'll definitely be chopping it up about that. Brock Williams out of uh, Burlington Christian committed to High Point. So, High Point doing some good things as well. So, you got all those guys on the yeah, you got all those no, guys. No, just, just, just giving my thoughts on the commitment. Oh, gotcha, I've gotcha, seen gotcha. All of them play up close, you know. Top, just hey, my- shout out to Ty and the East for Scythe Eagles. Me and Rod are supposed to be their announced team for the season. We at this moment are tentatively planning for football, but I, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. So, like, the the coaches don't want to say anything. <laughs> oh, no. talking to them. They're just like, <laughs> we're getting closer. We're getting closer, and I'm like. Bro, we just had like the highest day of single cases <laughs> ever, <laughs> like yesterday. Like I, yeah. think we're worse than we were before in March. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope that we do have it. Um, we actually are in talks to broadcast the entire West Forsyth season, also. So we'll give you news on that uh, as that comes around. We're kind of all watching Governor Cooper to see, you know, what's next. What are we doing? And we'll probably know some more by Friday or by the time this episode comes out, actually. So. Uh, for, for Brandon Blakeney, for Aaron Gabriel, I'm Desmond Johnson. This has been another episode of the NFL's greatest team ever tournament. 64 teams down to one. Uh, the the 85 Bears, the overall one seed. Shuffle them out, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Taken out by the 98 Vikings. Wow. So uh, catch up on all the previous episodes on the uh, Sports Carolina Monthly YouTube channel. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace. Hey there, this is Rod Funderburk, and you've been watching an episode of The Rundown with Desmond Johnson. 
In order to watch more episodes of The Rundown with Jesmond Johnson, please subscribe to Sports Carolina Monthly's YouTube channel.